0: All right, here we go. About to be lambasted on the internet by Alabama fans.
1: Welcome to another episode of Boom or Bust, the draft show. Max Chadwick, alongside PJ Clark, Tate Sigworth, and Nick Merriam. We're hyped for this one, guys. The top mm-hmm. ten oh, yeah. running backs in the twenty twenty one draft. Oh yeah, oh, draft. yeah. everyone's favorite position.
0: Turn us Love up, it.
1: We love it. The Also, the top 10 overall players in the 2021 over NFL Draft. Uh, we just yep. ran through our top 10 quarterbacks. Um, again, we're going to break down the top 10 running backs on our Big Board 2.0, which is being posted this week. So make sure you check that out mm-hmm. on our Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, at Boom or Bust Draft. Obviously, YouTube, anywhere you get your podcast. Check out the website down below. Um, and please like and subscribe to the channel and comment any questions you have for our mailbag or email us, boomerbustdraftshow at gmail.com. Also, please support us by going to Manscaped, the best in below the waist grooming. Precision engineer tools for your family jewels. They obsess over their technology developments, provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. Manscaped, trusted by over 2 million men worldwide. Join the movement, 2 million and four. Join the movement for all your below the waist grooming needs. Go to manscaped.com. Use the promo code BOOM or BUST. That's no spaces, all caps, BOOM or BUST for 20% off your purchase. And free shipping. So start off with number 10, guys, of our running backs. And that is Mississippi State's Kylan Hill, who's number 141 on our second version of our big board tape. What do you think about Kylan Hill?
2: Um, well, he's RB 10. So, you know, I'm not, you know, he's good. He's definitely fine. Um, he can withstand tackles because of his frame. Uh, I like his vision at finding the gaps of the offensive line and then going through them. Um, but there are obviously downsides. He's a fine receiver, totally average. Uh, I think he only runs with like one speed. I never really see him like turn it up a notch, um, on the tape I've watched. I don't think he's the most explosive, but you know, I, I think he's fine. Um, I don't think he's that good on, I think on my board, let me just check real quick. Uh, yeah, he's RB 11. Um, so kind of like, you know, a second running back in a communal group would be my projection to the NFL for Kylan Hill.
0: Uh, Kylan Hill is, is like borderline electric, like a very fun watch. I, I love watching him play. Um, I don't know if he's going to be any good, which is kind of defeats the purpose of all of this. He'll, he will definitely like have some success at the NFL. I think he's too talented not to, but he's got some, some weird, like, uh, he had a very weird year this year, mm-hmm. you know, a great year in 2019. And then disagree with Mike Leach a lot in this new system. Didn't have a great first three games and then just decided, hey, I- I'm out. Like, I'm going to go declare for the draft. It's kind of a weird year. I would have liked to see him more, but Mississippi State turned into a dumpster fire after that week one game where KJ Costello <laughs> yeah, threw for 600 Costello yards. I should have opted out too with Kylan Hill. Yeah, <laughs> I so I-, <laughs> I-, I guess if you're throwing the ball that much, you're not going to run the ball if you're Kylan Hill, so I guess it's good to leave. But off the 2019, I thought he could have declared last year, but I, I-, I mean, he- he's electric. He's going to be a good back in a committee. I think he's like a, a top. Top of the fourth round kind of guy for me
3: he is a third down back I think at the next level I think there are the traits to end up being more of a pass catcher than he was in college um he has that kind of dense build that you're looking for more in running backs less of those like big one cut guys that we saw before like the Walter Paytons and Adrian Peterson so he's gonna find a spot uh the thing about this position is that you know he might go day three late day three and he has as good of a chance of succeeding as most other guys at this position just because of what it is. It's running backs. They're all the same. So, uh, you know, he's fine. Cool. You know, whatever.
1: Yeah, RB9 for me. Early fifth round grade for me, too. Uh, explosive runner. He broke attack one on over a quarter of his carries in his career. Only played three games this year, but he looked a lot better as a receiver. Had 23 catches for 234 yards. That's the most he's had in his career. Probably the best running back in this entire class at protecting the football. Only one fumble on 520 career touches. And that one fumble was in his true freshman season back in 2017. He's a freelancer. He's not going to take what's there. He's going to bounce out the runs, which is not going to work in the NFL. Not really a patient runner. Um, he was. He looked better as a receiver this year, but again, only three games. Basically a non-factor, uh, 10% drop rate, inconsistent hands. Not going to add anything as a pass blocker. Uh, he won't be a starting back, but I think he can be an effective number two running back. Um, and I think he could play in a gap or zone blocking scheme, too. So he's scheme versatile. Uh, so, number nine on the running backs list, Ramondre Stevenson from Oklahoma. Nick, what do you think about him?
3: This guy's so much fun to watch. I mean, he's just a tank. He's just a tank. Uh, mm-hmm. Six foot 246. Um, I think people underestimate his ability to pass catch, which I think is what makes him somewhat valuable as a draft pick. Um, The issues I've had with him is that I think a lot of his broken tackles and ability to kind of elevate your run game come at the second level. There's three backs in this draft, I think, really got a lot of their yardage by just having huge holes to run through. And he's one of those guys. When he had guys in front of him, he couldn't create much on his own. He would get kind of stopped for like a yard. He'd always fall forward because he's huge. Um, But he, um, I think, is one of those guys who's very going to be dependent on where he ends up and I think needs a good O-line to produce. Again, uh,
0: I'm going downhill. This is another guy that is just capitalizing off his. There's there's a couple of guys that had a big end to 2020 and are just like going full throttle to capitalize on it. In the in the bowl game against Florida, he had 186 yards and a touchdown. And yeah, it's it, it's Florida, so you know take this with a grain of salt the florida defense but he played well and so did all of oklahoma but he was good this year he, he was a steady presence for a freshman quarterback in spencer rattler which i think is underappreciated um i am a little lower on him than i i think the group is i don't necessarily love him i think kylan hill might have a higher ceiling but if you're just looking for like a bowling ball running back you could definitely do worse than Ramondre stevenson
2: yeah, and, and Nick mentioned the six foot 246, which is what everybody thought he was, but then he came at the senior bowl and weighed in at 5'11, 227. I don't know, you okay. know, if it's his playing weight or something, but he might be smaller than previously expected. Uh, a lot of things to like about Ramondre Stevenson. He's my RB8. I think he's good at like most things. I think, you know, he can help out as a pass blocker. I think he can help out as a receiver. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I think as a runner, there's just a lot of things to like, too. He had a good senior bowl. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I think he could be, like, a low-tier number one uh, down the road.
1: Yeah, and I I forgot to mention, he was number 110 on the second version of our big board. RB7, for me, got a fourth-round grade on him. You mentioned he's a tank. But besides being that big, though, he's got really great feet. He moves really well for his size. Um, Broke tackles, very efficient, 31%. Uh, He broke a tackle on his career attempts. Pretty good receiver when he was used. Had 18 catches this year for over 200 yards. Um, one of the best pass protecting backs in his class, he uses his size really well there, but there's really only one year of tape to go off of because he was behind Kennedy Brooks, he was behind Trey Sermon on the depth chart for his whole career, until this year when Brooks opted out and Sermon transferred, he doesn't really try to run over guys despite having a size advantage. Three fumbles on only 193 career touches, so not great at protecting the football, and the old line at Oklahoma was dominant, so he ran behind a really good old line I think he's scheme dependent. You want him a gap scheme, but he can be a lead back if he continues this level of play. But I think he's likely a really good number two and a short yardage back. So let's go over to our number eight running back, Khalil Herbert from Virginia Tech, number 109 on the big board 2.0. PJ, you're raising your fist, man. You love Khalil Herbert.
0: I do love Khalil Herbert. I, I mean, had a great start to 2020 after, you know, twiddling his thumbs in Kansas, transfers to Virginia Tech and has a, a fire start. To 2020 and then goes goes to the senior bowl and has a a great week in in one-on-one specifically he was an amazing pass protector in the senior bowl really showed really great blocking which i loved um i don't know if he's much of a receiver but if he can pass protect like he showed in mobile i don't think he's gonna have a problem getting snaps at the next level i think this guy's like listen if he plays like he played the first couple weeks of 2020 i think he's a low end number one um then again, running backs are all a dart throw, so who knows? But the pass protecting is the key for me here. I think he was so, so good at the senior bowl, and I want to see it continue.
2: Yeah, yeah you you wipe out most of his college years because Kansas is bad, um, and he only had one year at Virginia Tech, so you're, true. you're just kind of going off one year. Um, and yeah, you mentioned the, the pass blocking. He, he, in the game, if you look on the tape um, over the year, his he, pass blocking was like fine, but then he comes at the senior ball and was like one of the best ones there. Just blowing people um, up for fun. Yeah, yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, He's a patient, smart runner who attacks holes. But the big issue here is can he catch? Uh, he really didn't at Virginia Tech or over his whole uh, college career. So can that translate to the NFL? Can he actually, does he have the skills and can he do that? Because if he can, I, I think we could be talking low tier number one.
3: Yeah, the pass-catching production wasn't really there. Um, He was great as a blocker at the Senior Bowl, but on tape, a little inconsistent. There are some Mm -hmm. footwork issues. Not really. uh, He needs development. I I think if you line him up and he blocks a guy, he's very physical. He'll pop guys, but I think he needs to get a little more development in that department. Again, I think this is kind of a guy similar to Kylan Hill. He has the right body type to be a third-down guy. If he can learn how to pass-catch, he can learn how to pass-protect. I don't know. One of these denser bodies, a little different because he's a really good one cut runner. His acceleration is electric. He just he goes from zero to four immediately. I don't know that he's gonna blow you away with his speed, but he can just run right by you with that burst. Um, and because of that, I think he's you know a good pick mid round late in the, in this draft.
1: Yeah, he's he's RB ten for me. Uh, I got a late fifth round grade on him. Tough man to bring down, man. Only five foot nine, but he's two hundred twelve pounds. Really stocky build. Uh, broke attack on twenty percent of his attempts this so year. Really good. Really good vision too, a good speed. I mean, could run in the four fours, maybe low uh, four fives. Um, Really great at protecting the rock too. Only two career fumbles on 509 touches. But like you guys mentioned, not gonna contribute on passing downs. Only 10 catches this year, which was a career high for him. Also not a great, he looked great in the senior bowl, but not really like Nick said, on tape, he did not a great pass protector, even though he did put tough Portland in the dirt at the senior (laughs) bowl. Age, big question mark, redshirt senior this year. Uh, Was great last year in a limited role, but this is the first year as a feature back. Scheme dependent. You kind of want him in a zone blocking scheme. I think he's a good enough runner to be a lead back, but I think what holds him back from being a lead back is what he can do in the pass game. So let's go over to number seven, Trey Sermon from Ohio State. Tate, your guy, number 103 on the big board 2.0. What do you think about Trey Sermon?
2: uh well uh also kind of like clue herbert not much of a receiver at least on tape um but he's got great vision uh i think his burst is awesome and he just paired with a refusal to go down if you just watch trey sermon he refuses to get tackled um and also since he transferred from oklahoma and kind of just rode the bench and didn't have that much you know uh load there's a lot of life left in his legs um You look at the guys like, you know, Jonathan Taylor had 400 carries in the span of two years. Yes, he had a good rookie year, but, you know, the longevity of Jonathan Taylor still remained to be seen. Trey Sermon is a guy that has a lot of life left in his legs and and could be in the league for a long time.
0: So what? this is this is a guy much like uh, Kylan Hill or or not Kylan Hill, Ramondre Stevenson, who is yep. just capitalizing on three good games right at the end here. And, and is just going for it, which, listen, more power to you if that's what you want to do. Shredded <laughs> Northwestern in the Big Ten Championship. The mm-hmm. only reason Ohio State won that game and then had almost 200 yards against Clemson. Yeah, they were running the clock out at the end or whatever. But he was just bowling over people, like Tate said. A refusal to go down, will not get tackled. The one concern for me, I don't, I'm not a big Master Teague fan. It took him a while to get the starting job. He kept on getting, he kept on splitting carries, splitting carries, splitting carries until pretty much the, the Michigan State game, their last game before the Big Ten championship. He became the full time back. So yeah, workload might not be a ton. But I would have liked to see him take that job earlier. But he showed what he can do, especially against Northwestern and Clemson.
3: I think he's more capable of catching out of the backfield than we give him credit for. He's not going to run routes, but he's going to you know, catch swing passes and stuff like that. He showed a little bit of that in, um, in, in the playoff against uh, Clemson. Um, one of these guys you watch on film and you're like, damn, he just doesn't get tackled. Like, guy just mm-hmm. drives his legs forever and just keeps going. And then you flip on the tape after watching the games and you're like, he's actually faster than I thought he would be as well. The guy, I believe, runs in the four fives is what they're saying, which was impressive to me. He ran by a couple guys as well against Clemson, showed some speed. Another guy that I think really took advantage at times of some dominant O-line play. And so, you know, that's going to be a transition to the NFL where you really just don't have O-lines opening up easy holes for guys to burst through and get through the second level. But at the second level, he's just a nasty runner. He's got some marsh on to him. He's going to be... It's going to be great if we get him in a good run offense. I mean, same with a lot of these guys.
1: Yeah, RB8 for me, late fourth round grade, good size, 6'1", 2'15". Like you guys mentioned, the, the tackle, he is a consistent tackle breaker. He broke a tackle on 32% of his 452 career carries. His balance, I think, is absurd. Uh, like you guys mentioned, three-week stretch where he was ridiculously dominant. He ran for 636 yards and over nine yards per carry against Michigan State, Northwestern, and Clemson. Broke combined 27 tackles in those three games. I think if he was healthy against Alabama in that national championship game, I'm not saying it would have been that Ohio State would have won, but I think it would have been a lot closer because they really were relying on him a lot. Uh, Protected the ball really well. Only three fumbles on 500 career touches. Pretty solid pass protector, but he doesn't add as much receiver. Only 48 career catches in four years. Ran by some really good old lines at Oklahoma and Ohio State. I think I want him in a zone scheme. He can be a starter, but you need a good receiving back to sub in on passing downs. Um, speaking of receiving backs, go over number six, Kenneth Gainwell from Memphis, number 79 on our big board. Nick, what do you think about Kenneth Gainwell?
3: So this is the type of guy who could end up playing wide receiver at the next level if he wanted to. He's lined up in the slot. He's run bubble screens. He's run slants. He's run out routes. He's a really talented pass catcher. Um, I don't know if he's a great running back. You know, uh, He's a little bit skinny for the position, I think. He, he's built more like a receiver, again, to be honest with you. But he's versatile. <laughs> he's done a lot of motion in that Clemson offense, which I think is a great offense for producing playmakers just because of how much creative stuff they do that translates to the NFL. And I think somebody who's creative on the offensive side of the ball in this draft is going to find Kenneth Gainwell and use him as a hybrid type, motion him in and out of the backfield. He's going to be a great player in terms of just giving defenses different looks and kind of messing with what they're trying to do. He might be the, the opposite
0: antonio gibson where antonio gibson Mm -hmm. went from wide receiver to running back i think kenny gamewell might end up playing wide receiver as nick just said but he's, still, he's talented with the ball in his hands. I mean, he led the conference last year. He opted out this year, but he led the conference last year in yards from scrimmage. Like He's dynamic as a receiver, and I, I thought he was decent as a running back. I don't know if he's a, a starting running back in the NFL, but I think the pass-catching ability is going to get him snaps on the field, like Nick said, in the slot, out of the backfield. You can get super creative with him, just like you can for Antonio Gibson, and that worked out in Washington this year for sure. But, I, I mean, Kenny Gainwell, I don't know if he's going to be an early down, every down start starting back type guy, but there's so much value to having the guy who can go play the slot and also carry and, and do this like cordarrell Patterson thing. There's mm-hmm. so much value to those types of guys in the NFL in 2021.
2: Yeah, I mean, I I think Nick and PJ hit it on the head there. Um, I won't go too long. He's 5'11", 190. I think he's got great power for his size. He's not the biggest guy, but he just bounces off blocks sometimes. Um, He's a great receiver, like you guys mentioned. Uh, But the Memphis offense, it's not, you know, an NFL-style offense. So I don't think he's he's ever going to be a 1st down running back. I think, you know, he's a third-down running back. Use him in the slot you guys talked about. Use him as a different weapon, which relies on being drafted to the right team. Um, if he gets drafted to some lazy, you know, typical, traditional uh, play caller, then I don't think he's going to be a good fit there. But if he can get to a more creative play caller and, you know, be drawn up in some different schemes, I, I think that's where Kenny Gainwell succeeds.
1: Yeah, he's RB4 for me, mid-third round pick. Uh, he and Demetric Felton, who we'll get to in a little bit, might be the two best receiving backs in his class, man. Gainwell, like you said, legitimately plays slot receiver. Route running, agility, elite for a running back. Great hands, only three career drops on 60 catchable passes. Uh, can juke out a defender or run through him. Uh, broke attack on 27% of his touches last year. Maybe the best pass tracking back in the class, too. He won't leave the field on passing downs. But he's pretty small, like, like Tate mentioned, 5'11", 191. That's 23 pounds lighter than the average running back, despite being the average height. How will he handle NFL hits when they're not in the American Athletic Conference? Opted out of this year after only one year of tape, really. I think I want him in a gap scheme that heavily involves our running backs in the passing game. I think he'd be a lead back as a runner slash receiver. So top five now, number five, Michael Carter, the first of the UNC running backs, number 77 on our big board. PJ, what do you think about Michael Carter?
0: Um, Speaking of guys who finished strong, 308 yards in the finale for for him against Mm -hmm. Miami before leaving uh, before the bowl game, which if I ran for 300 yards, I would probably not play in a bowl game either. Uh, Michael Carter might be the second biggest winner of the senior bowl to me. The first we're going to talk about in a second, but especially in the game, I, he was the best player on the field. He ran all over the place and I think he was an improved receiver, which is something that he did enough of at UNC, but didn't do a ton of, he had, he had a couple games. He had the game against Syracuse. Actually was one of his best receiving games in the, in the opener, but the the combination of him and Javante Williams it was the best running back tandem in the country this year. And I, I think they are both day one starting running backs plug and play at the next level. <laughs>
2: uh yeah he's only five seven but he's 200 pounds um he's kind of a, an interesting frame uh, i don't think that i think that holds him back from ever being a true number one in the nfl but i think as a number two i really love michael carter um he's a very good runner like pj mentioned despite the size but he's also a really good uh receiving back so i think there's a ton of different offenses that michael carter can fit in um if you want to push him into like a low tier number one maybe we can talk about that um but he's got a really nice acceleration really good speed i think that helps him out as a runner and uh, as a receiver
3: i think he's the best pass protector in the class he had a rough game against notre dame because i think maybe the size came up on him and he got popped a couple times but he in terms of technique is just brilliant at setting his feet scanning and finding a guy to hit and pass protection Um, i think he's a capable pass catcher and because of that i think he's going to end up being a very good third down back in the next level he's got some chris thompson to him he's just a very polished running back. You look at these UNC guys, and they do such a good job at all the things that coaches want to see. They don't dance in the backfield. They hit the hole quick. They get where they need to be, and then at the next level, they're looking for space. and not looking to just joke people. I had so much fun watching this guy kind on of tape. I think he's going to go lower than I have him. I have him as a late second round pick, but he, uh, for my money, is one of these guys, I think, just because of being uh, learning what he did in North Carolina and how well they coached their backs is going to be productive in the NFL in any system, probably. Yeah, RB5 for me, I had an early fourth round grade on him. Smaller side,
1: 5'8", 1'99", but he doesn't run like it. He broke a tackle on 28% of his career attempts. Um, ability to start and stop is excellent. He's able to cut in a dime and accelerate. Uh, he's a good receiving back. He averaged nearly 11 yards per catch this year on 25 catches. Ran really well, despite the North Carolina O-line being below average in run blocking. Does a good job protecting the football. Only four fumbles on almost 600 career touches. Good pass tractor too, even though he's undersized. And, he, and although he runs like he's bigger, the size still, like Tate said, question mark at 199 pounds and 5'8". Uh, he's scheme versatile though. I think he could play in a gap or zone scheme. He can be a lead back, but I think he would work really well in a committee like he did this year with Javante Williams. So number four, Demetric Felton from UCLA. Uh, Tate, he's the number 75 player on our big board. What do you think about Demetric Felton? Uh.
2: Is you know, is why is he in this video? I think that's the big one. Um are we is I thought this was the wide receiver video. We're talking about Demetric Felton. Um but yeah, so he's uh UCLA used him this year as a running back before he used him as wide receiver, so that's why he's in this video. Um but if you're lining him up as a wide receiver, then like yes. Uh but because he's a running back is a bit lower here um in terms of value. He's an amazing route runner. He's a dynamic weapon. We're talking like if you miss on Kadarius, if you miss on Rondale, uh, then, you know, Felton on day two would be an awesome pick uh, for an interesting play caller. So I don't think he's a running back. He's not going to be, you know, your first and second down running back. But guys, the the dynamic weapons that we talked about, um, the Kenny Gainwell type people, the Kadarius Tony type people, that's, that's who this is.
0: So here's your big winner of the Senior Bowl the the number the number one improved uh this guy's a running back technically i guess technically and ran better routes than like every wide receiver there and just like lost <laughs> real quarterbacks and like i don't know how he did it but i'm all in like you know, the chips are to the middle of the table uh i think i have him as the first player in round three just because i think he's so dynamic just put him in, put him in the slot and like let it work i tate said it i don't I don't think he's a running back. Like, I I, I don't know how he's going to do between the tackles. But he's got, again, much like Kenny Gainwell, except better, I think, this time. Because he's actually a wide receiver, first of all. And you can put him in the backfield, he's still going to be able to gain yards. So this is just a guy, he's just a football player and a guy I want on my team.
3: I don't think this is a guy that should be lining up in the backfield at all. Like, I just think no. if you are drafting this guy to be a running back, Kenny Gainwell like okay he's a motion in and out mismatch type guy this guy is just he's wide receiver eight for me I have him as a second round pick like (laughs) he's not a running back like I just whatever but he showed in the senior bowl and the senior bowl I think we don't give enough credit for how you know how well players who produce there end up playing in the NFL just because there's a lot of you know things to take away in terms of learning the NFL style of play there um playing effectively NFL competition he was dominant He won intermediate, he won deep, he showed speed, quickness, he won some possession catches, and then you're wondering if he was going to be able to do it in the game, and he caught like a quick in route and just juked a corner for a touchdown. He was absolutely electric as a wide receiver. I think he can play slot and outside. I don't know why we're even having this discussion. He's not a running back, um, and he's more valuable than basically all these players because he's a wide receiver, but I have to talk about him as a running back because uh, these guys (laughs) said so, whatever. Yeah, he's quote-unquote RB6 for me,
1: uh, early fourth-round grade. If you're drafting him, it's for that versatility, man. Former slot receiver who, honestly, I think he will still play there. Unguardable, like he has hit on it in the Senior Bowl in the one-on-ones. Really shifty. He makes cuts on a dime, accelerates. He put on about 15 pounds this year to get to a more running back size and still maintain that quickness. Um, But yeah, he's not a bell cow running back, still raw as a runner vision is suspect, but he goes down pretty easily when defenders get their hands on him. But again, it's hard to get their hands on him when he's that shifty. Got to pack on another 15 pounds. If he is going to be that every down back, I don't think he will be. I think he will be that slot receiver only uh, only about 230 carries in his career. Not great in pass pro. If you're going to play him at running back, put him in a gap scheme in an offense that utilizes the running backs heavily in the passing game. But like you guys hit on it, he's probably a slot receiver in the NFL. Uh, Number three, this is where it gets the, uh, the interesting Najee Harris for us, who a lot of people have is the clear top back, but he's number three and number 58 on our big board. Nick, what is holding
3: back Najee Harris from being in that next uh, tier? All right. Well, first let's just say he's a three down back. He's a great athlete. If you don't have a three down back, he plugs in nicely for you, but he's six-two, two hundred thirty 230 pounds. That is your 1990s running back. We're in a league today where if you're big, you can get chopped down. We don't want guys who can just make people miss in the backfield. It's all about how the O line plays. What well, you can do at the second level, and can you catch passes and can you pass protect? He's not going to be bowling bowling through people, you know, every other play because the athletes aren't as good on defense anymore. It's the defense is full of athletes these days. People are going to be able to tackle this guy. They're not just going to get juked every time they one on one versus this guy. He's a great athlete. He'll fit in with a system that has a good offense. Is a good offensive line. But again, what are the things that matter with running backs today? Can they pass catch? Yeah, he can a little bit. He had some drops issues. He's catching out of the backfield. You're not lining him up as a wide receiver. He's done some motioning. That's good. You like to see that. He is a horrific pass protector. He looks completely uncomfortable doing it. And if he's a three down back that you want lining up on every play to kind of fit in that position because you just don't have a guy... That is a huge worry because if you're the Dolphins taking this guy at 18 and Tua is a guy who doesn't deal well with pressure and Najee Harris is on his butt because he can't pass protect, well, Tua is going to break his hip again. And we don't want that. So, like, he's not bad. Don't get me wrong. He's a great athlete. He runs a four or five. He can hurdle people, which is why everyone likes him in the first place. But this is the type of talent that we see. So often in the NFL, there's so many guys like this. You can go out and pay a guy $5 million a year to find a guy like this. You shouldn't be spending a top-30 pick on this type of guy.
0: Um I don't even know where to go from that. I mean, we're just <laughs> eviscerating Najee. I'll, I'll take the positives back. Uh, I think he's like the most patient runner. This guy just mm-hmm. like waits for holes to develop and hits them when they do. Um, I think it's it's also a, a testament to having the best offensive line in the country this year. I, I mean, that that helps. That doesn't not help. Um, I think he's good out of the backfield. I, I think he's got, uh, you know, they throw these wheel routes to especially through the wheel routes to him in the red zone that just were like unstoppable. He would go up and moss guys. But, I, I mean, it was surprising to see him come back after last year. I would say it worked out, won the national championship, got the highlight, top five in Heisman, everything you want. I think it just comes down to patience. And if you don't have the offensive line that is going to allow holes to develop and give him the time in the backfield to, to let things shift and let the pieces fall where they may, I am worried about it. But somebody will draft him in the first round. It's just, you know, I wouldn't. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, that's, I think, what, you know, we're going to echo the same thing here is Najee Harris is not a first-round draft pick. Um, None of the guys in the video that we're talking about are first-round draft picks. That's just a a spoiler. Um, He's not a great pass blocker, you know, like you guys mentioned, but we don't need to spend time on that. I think he's a a good wide receiver, or a good receiver, not a wide receiver, um, good route runner. I think he's the the, the patience and the explosiveness that PJ talked about. I think he's really got to like it. As a first and second down back, I mean I, I love that. Um and he can break tackles outside hurdling dudes. It's not just the hurdling. Um I, I think he's capable of that. So I think, you know, he can be a first, second down back. It's you know, can he pass block um, and help out third down, downside is the bigger question.
1: Yeah, he's, he's RB2 for me. I, I've got an early to mid-second round grade on him. To me, any of the top three running backs, in my opinion, could be in any order, and I'd be okay with it. He's massive. He's 6'2", 230. Knows for the end zone, too. 26 touchdowns on the ground this year. That's five more than any other back. Also had four receiving touchdowns, too. He uses that size advantage in the passing game. He has the catch radius of a wide receiver, basically. He goes up and mosses uh, linebackers and even some corners and safeties. Maybe the best hands in this running back class. Only three career drops and 83 catchable balls. Absolute load to bring down. Broke a tackle on 32% of his touches. Uses his size to shrug defenders off. Loose hips, too, to juke him out, too. Only three fumbles on over 700 touches, but he's slow. He, he's not going to be a home run hitter. Most linebackers are going to be able to chase him down. Ran behind some really dominant offensive lines. Also, defenses, they were worried about guys like Tua, Jerry Judy, Devontae Smith, um, Henry Ruggs, Jalen Waddell. Like, how will he look in in worse situations? So not a great pass protector despite his size. PJ, you had this comp. I'm going to give you credit for it. I think it's perfect. Le'Veon Bell, man. Patient runners, bigger back, slow, but they're really good receivers, good vision, great patience, can make defenders miss by either going through them or around them. Also, a knack for spectacular hurdles, too. Um, Najee, in my opinion, Bell Cow back. That can be a plus receiver, too. I think he works best in his own blocking scheme, so I really like Najee Harris a lot. Number two, who was everyone's RB one, and we were like, there's no way nobody takes over um, him as RB one, but it happened. Travis Etienne, who was number 39 on our Big Board 2.0 from Clemson. Pj, what do you think about Travis Etienne? Um, I don't,
0: I don't, I don't know what there is to say about Travis Etienne. I'm sad about how the Travis Etienne error ended because it kind of did not end well. Uh, he struggled a lot, especially at the back half of the season. The Notre Dame game, I think, threw him into a tailspin. The, the first Notre Dame game threw him into a tailspin. But home run hitter. I, I mean, just get the ball in his hands and things are going to happen. I don't think there's any one scheme that he's going to fit in, much like some of these guys. You know, we, they need a zone scheme, especially at the back half of this list. Uh, Travis Etienne can do whatever he wants, whenever he wants. I, I, the The thing we all keep coming back to, we all tweeted it, at once that one time is Alvin Kamara. I, I mean, it's just, that's what we're dealing with here. Get get the ball to him, especially outside the tackles, pitch plays, little dump-offs, screens, whatever. Open space, I- impossible to bring down. And he's not going to, you can't, you know, he's not a shifty guy. He can't get past you in an elevator. But if he has space, he's just so dynamic. Um, I, You know, I, I, I feel bad that he's not RB1, but he's not. Uh, and I feel bad that his career ended the way it did with with a lot of myth games there at the end. But I mean, this guy's going to be an NFL superstar. Still not a first round pick, though.
2: Yeah, uh, agree with the last sentence there from PJ uh, superstar, but not a first round pick. Um, he's actually still my RB one uh, on my personal pick board. I'm still, you know, on the hill flagging the ground. I'm dying on that hill. Um, I just think he's so explosive, so dynamic. Um, everything that PJ mentioned, just get the ball in his hands. In 2019, he broke a tackle on every two touches, which is just like stupid. Um, this year he led the running back class in yards. So like, uh, he's an uh, unreal runner. He's an excellent receiver. A lot of things <clears throat> to like about Travis Etienne in the modern NFL. Uh, the Alvin Kamara fit comp fits, I think on many levels, um, still RB one. I'm still sticking on this hive. I think he can be, you know, a three down back in the NFL.
3: I went back and forth on him and our actual RB1 a couple of times in the past week. Tough, tough decision because I think this guy fits today's NFL. He The Kamara comp's great. The difference, I think, being Kamara's a little shiftier. Yeah. ETN's going to run in the, I mean, he will run in the four threes because he's going to probably make his time even lower. Maybe he'll run in the four twos because of how he's <laughs> right now. But, but, I mean, explosive with his speed. He's the best for my money pass catcher out of the backfield. Um, you know, I, don't, I don't know if he has the best hands in this draft, but he just makes guys—he's just quick. He's able to run those routes out of the backfield. I think he could line up with his receiver a little bit, too. I, I'd like to see them try that with him in the next level, but he's explosive. And like Kamara, again, really strong lower body. If you square this guy up and he's able to kind of get crunched down and push you backwards, he'll just run over you. He's, he's going to be tough to tackle the next level. Um, And he will score on some big run plays because he's got that speed that just you can't replicate. Not even Najee Harris, who's going to run in the 4-5. Sorry. Yeah, he's (laughs) RB3,
1: early to mid-second round. He would have been RB1 last year if he declared. He wasn't as dominant this year as years past, but I think a lot of that should be chalked up to four new starters on that Clemson O-line, which was not good. Uh, Much less space to work with. His average yards before contact dropped a full yard from last year and two yards from 2018. Still, home run waiting to happen, though. Acceleration is unreal. Runs through arm tackles. Broke a tackle in 30% of his career touches. Because he wasn't efficient as a runner as years passed, he became a much better receiver, which was his big drawback heading into this year. He was actually the best receiving back in the country. He led all running backs. With 588 receiving yards, that's 154 more than any other back. Still, though, he tries to bounce runs out too often. <clears throat> He's not going to take what's there. Also, hasn't been relied on too heavily with defenses keying in on stopping Trevor Lawrence on the aerial attack. I think Mike Renner pointed out he hasn't had a game with 20 or more carries since like 2018. Um, scheme versatile, though. Can work in any a gap or zone scheme. Getting the ball as a runner, receiver, good things are going to happen. He's going to be a great running back in this league. Alvin Kamara-Kopp, I think, is perfect. Uh, So number one, the guy who came out of nowhere this year, number 37 on our big board, Javante Williams from UNC. Tate, what do you think about Javante Williams? Uh,
2: I don't think there's anything he does really poorly. Um, He took a step up this year as a pass blocker. And the thing I think everybody here is going to talk about is he just breaks a freakish amount of tackles. Mm-hmm. He is so elusive. The stat I mentioned about Travis Etienne breaking a tackle every two touches in 2019. That number was actually 2.37. Every every 2.37 touches, Travis broke one in 2019. This year, Javante broke one every 2.15. So like, this guy is as good at breaking tackles as anybody in this draft class. And I, in the modern NFL, you know, just getting like these athletes that can just avoid tackles, I, I mean... He's not a first round pick, but I think, you know, if we're going to draft a running back, Javante Williams would be that guy.
0: Uh, I, I'm at like a loss for words talking about Javante Williams. I, 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 don't know what he does poorly. Tate just, just nailed it. Uh, if we want to talk about, you know, he, he gets yards on every carry, like there's no tackle for loss. There's just put his head down and, and, and run. He will go over you. He will go through you. He will go around you. He will be able to catch the ball. He is the home run hitter. Maybe not the same speed as ETN, but he is impossible to tackle. He is just, he gets to the line of scrimmage on every single play, which I think, especially in the NFL, is is something to be accounted for. You know, drawbacks, UNC was kind of loaded this year. You had two good wide receivers. You had two good running backs. You had a great quarterback. There's a lot going on. You had a decent offensive line. You know, what is it like when it's all on you? But he was the best running back in college football this year. Like, you just, you got to take the shot on this guy early second round. Like, it's totally fine.
3: Again, North Carolina backs have been extremely polished. He's technically good at his his pass protection. He runs pretty nice routes. I think he can catch to the backfield. Um, I think he hits the hole. He doesn't dance a whole lot. He just gets in there and gets you at least two yards and more if he's going to break tackles. Um, acceleration is excellent. We talk about uh, amongst ourselves many times, and you know you'll, you'll probably hear this if you listen to you know anybody talk about running backs these days. How do you elevate your offense as a running back? Well, either do it in the passing game by pass protecting, catching passes, or you have to have freakish athleticism—not just Najee Harris athleticism, like like four-four speed and also 260 pounds like Derrick Henry—to be able to break multiple tackles in every play. Which is why Derrick Henry is really the only guy who could do this. Well, Javante Williams basically broke the broken tackle stat. Like it was just ridiculous. <laughs> he was he broke a tackle on like every single play this year. And that just doesn't happen. And so translating the NFL, if he can do that, yeah, he's easily a number one back in this in, in the league and could be dominant even if he can continue to do that.
1: Yeah, he's RB1 for me, early second-round pick. Like you guys hit on the special tackle-breaking ability. He runs so, so hard. He broke a tackle on 48% of his attempts this year, which broke the PFF record. He had 76 broken tackles, which was the most in the country. Uh, Great size, too. 5'10", 220, that's what you want in a running back. Plus receiver, he had 24 catches and 276 yards this year receiving yards. Good pass protector too. Like I mentioned with Michael Carter, the UNC O-line, Was good in pass protection, but not good in run blocking. And Javante's still arguably the best running back in the country this past season. Good receiver out of the backfield, uh, but he dropped three of his 27 catchable passes this year. Hands are a little suspect. That's the only real con I I could come up with with Javante Williams. And really in that, it's also, can he be a bell cow back? Because like you mentioned, they got really good receivers. Sam Howell, quarterback, and also he's basically split time with Michael Carter. This year, but I think he can be. He's scheme versatile, can excel in a gap or zone scheme. Draft him as your feature back, and he will almost assuredly be a great tackle breaker and one of the top running backs at the next level. So, those are our top 10 running backs in this year's draft. Of course, be sure to follow our Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Boom or bust Draft because we're posting our big board, um, the top 100, 150 players. Um, and there are a lot of running backs on this list, so make sure you guys see where they are and where the rest of the players are. We're going to do more of these videos soon. Please go to manscaped.com. Uh, use promo code BOOMERBUS, no spaces, all caps, to get 20% off your purchase and free shipping. So for P.J.
2: Clark, Tate Sigworth, and Nick Merriam, I'm Max Chadwick. Have a great night.